Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Back here on the final hour of the week here on the Steve Jones Show. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve is there in the Sunbury Motor Studio. You're just just filled with joy. (laughs) I am. At other people's expense. (laughs) Boston's crying this morning or today after seeing their team get embarrassed last night. For the most 21 part, un, twenty-one unanswered. Yes, right? it's, look, I mean, it was over then. I knew it was by, over then by a team that many thought when the playoffs began would be the team to beat. And it was Golden State, and Golden State played great. They deserved to be the champions. Steve Kerr is an interesting. Steve Kerr is the definition of as a coach of what talent means. You can have the greatest schemes in the world teaching in the whole thing. But Golden State, of course, has done really almost nothing in the last two years. In fact, they didn't even make the tournament in 2020. And Golden State had, what, a seven, seven-and-a-half-month layoff? And the reason is, is that all their guys got hurt. Clay Thompson missed two years. Curry got hurt. When you don't have the guys, you can have the greatest scheme in the world. And guess what? It doesn't work. Get the guys back, your scheme works. And he's the, you know, as a coach, he is the definition of that. That's not that's not in any way, shape, or form a cut at him. It's just he is a graphic example of of what talent and scheme means in combination. And it was on this show, I think about Nine years ago, it was like 2013, 2012, 2013. I said, geez, you know, the one team I, I always like to stay up and watch in the NBA, I said, there really aren't that many. I said, but one is Golden State. I love watching them play. And that's when Mark Jackson was the coach. I said, they're a fun team to watch. Well, now they've won four titles, and that's as many as LeBron has had. So our play-by-play call of the day, the Golden State Warriors get it done again. Six assists for Green. Curry along three. It's good! Steph Curry from way downtown! Some Curry chaos here on the third. It's the largest lead of the game. And that'll do it. It's over. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. The fourth title in eight years. The Dubs dynasty is still very much alive. Indeed it is. They have been just Great. They've been fun. 
fabulous for the NBA. Their local TV ratings are number one in the NBA. You look at the national TV ratings, I think four or five of the top ten games involve Golden State in one way or another. They are an entertaining team to watch play. And deservedly so, they are the champions of the NBA. They should be. They're the best team. You know, you mentioned Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Nine championships for him now. Five as a player, four as a coach. And I mean, Jordan, it, had it, Jordan had a little bit to do with oh, some of the Exactly. Ones. And that, that's where right. I'm going with this. Right. I mean, when you think about but, a guy's won but, nine but by, titles. But, but by the way, Kerr hit the series winner on a pass from Jordan. So, bully Kerr, right. Kerr could play. Kerr Correct. could play. No question. But my point is, when you think of somebody that wins nine championships, you think of them like, put him on this pinnacle. And certainly he's he's there, of course, just by that alone. But you, every single one of those championships... He won quietly, in my opinion, because he was the backdrop, as you mentioned, to MJ with the five championships with the Bulls. And really, you don't think of him as, like, the main go-to guy of why the Warriors have won four championships in the last eight years. You think of the talent they had instead of, oh, you know, the coaching really had a good point to do with it. You go straight to the players. So, to your point, Steve, about the talent, he had it all around him where... He's, and he was able to be successful off that. But he also it's has the but he also has the ability to make it work. Right. Uh, Mark ja- Mark Jackson, for example, is making them better. So I don't want to take anything away from Mark Jackson. Curb got them over the hump with all this, and not only that, they they play defense. They play defense. Uh, he was able to, and. It, mix in and Andrew Wiggins to get the most out of him because Wiggins is a guy that, yeah, he had three 20-point-a-game years, but he's just kind of really nondescript in his career when he was at Minnesota. And a lot of people kind of felt he was coasting along in his career. Well, I'll tell you right now, Golden State, he played hard, and he played his role. And when he needed to make plays, he made plays. And, you know, and Kerr has something to do with that. Andre Iguodala has something to do with that, too. It's a really great combination uh, to have people like that around you in, in their organization. So that is uh, – hey, um, now we'll see what happens with, with next year. Because uh, let's face it, you know, Curry's 34 – in sport, in the sports world, and especially in the basketball world, that's starting to lean toward the other side. So we'll see if they can sustain it over uh, eighty-two games plus. And you think about it. What? Um, so I know how many games the Celtics played. The Celtics played twenty-four games. So that means the Celtics played between the regular season and the postseason one hundred and six games. So the goal, the Warriors had to be pretty close to that. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of basketball. That's why you, now they now for the first time in a while though, the two teams in the finals will get will get at least get a normal break. Uh, that didn't happen for the Lakers, and that didn't happen for Milwaukee because obviously the Lakers finished up in I don't know when the late. Early November, early October, October, whatever it was, and of course last year was it was late in July that 
the Bucks finished up. Well, now these two teams at least will get a normal break in transition into the postseason. And what they'll do is is that both of them will have late draft picks in the first round, and they'll still outdraft everybody. To me, I mean, you look at both teams, right? The guys they've drafted. Really? I mean, 80% of the Celtics starting lineup they drafted in the first round. Okay? Guess what that's called? Process plus. Because the Celtics did not fall apart, by the way, when they got their high draft picks. They made trades to get their high draft picks. They didn't fall apart. And they've been now as a group to three Eastern Conference Finals now and one NBA Final. So not as good as Golden State. Are they a bad team? No. But they make too many mistakes. On this this kind of stage, you can't make that many mistakes. Golden State is a, is a smart team that keeps its mistakes to a minimum. Celtics make too many mistakes. You hate when I'm fair. You want you want vitriol. You want me to be angry or something. It would be fun to see, like once or twice. Although yeah. I I, sh- I shouldn't say that. You've had your times of getting fired up. I get fired up about something that's important. Yes, but <laughs> important. Oh, well. David Lingmurth leads the uh, U.S. Open at five under par uh, and tied with Colin Morikawa. You notice the other day I brought up Morikawa's name to Cam Rogers because I, I kind of thought that, you know, the way he hits the ball, it might fit this place. And he's like, a lot of people are like, eh, he doesn't really, nah, not really. And he's tied for first. Uh, Morikawa and Lingmurth. Ryan Harmon, the left-hander, is four under. Aaron Wise is four under. Joel Damon, four under. Nick Hardy, Scotty Scheffler, Callum Terran are all at three under, but Scheffler and Hardy are both done for the day. They're safe in the clubhouse. Uh, group at two under. Sam Burns, Matt Fitzpatrick, Adam Hadwin. Uh, they're all in the clubhouse. Matthew uh, Naismith is uh, two under on the course. John Rahm is two under on the course. Rory McIlroy is two under on the course. McIlroy had dropped two shots to get the one under. He's now gained one back. Let me see where he, what he birdied. He birdied eight. Yeah, he doubled three. Birdied five. Bogeyed six. Birdied eight. And he just parred nine, so he's making the turn. Uh, let's see. Group at one under includes Adam Scott, who's still on the course. Bo Hosler, who's still on the course. Brooks Kepka's done. He's even. Thomas Peters is even. Done. Uh, Mark Leishman's on the course. Even. Justin Thomas is done at one over. Dustin Johnson, one over. Patrick Reed, one over. Uh, projected cut is now three over. That's where the projected cut is now. That means Sergio Garcia would not make it. That's where the projected cut is. And Phil Mickelson uh, finished 11 over par. He shot 73 today. 
So he will be a no-go for the weekend by a, by a wide margin. He's making more money than Matt. That makes Matt Matt angry. F O U L E D. That spells Falda. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Get you up to date on the U.S. Open at the Country Club. Winds gusting to about eleven. It's interesting that. Interesting part about Mickelson in all this, I mean, now that he's done, is he's the one that stood there and did the 25-minute press conference, 25 minutes, almost a half hour. None of the other guys did that. You got 17 people on the tour, including Sergio Garcia. They didn't go to the interview tent. They wouldn't even talk to him. I mean, Dustin Johnson wouldn't even talk to anybody. Patrick Reed didn't want to talk to anybody. DeChambeau? Uh, they asked him about what, you know, because DeChambeau has not officially asked for to be out of his card yet, but he's going to play in the other. He's going to go to Pumpkin Ridge. They asked him if he was going to go to the Travelers next week where he's played before, and he, he said, I have no comment on that. That I mean, the other guy, the other 16 guys that are in the thing did not sit there, stand there and take questions. Now, they're not the most visible player. They're not the ones with six major championships uh, and the profile that Phil Mickelson has. There's no question about that. But at least he stood there, and as mediocre as that entire press conference was, he's the one that answered the questions. The other guys didn't do it. And it's not just one guy doing it. So you got the weight of the whole thing on your shoulders. Okay. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying he at least stood there and that's why that's why I said he should play the PGA. He should just play the PGA. He should have played the PGA, defended his championship, and done all the questions there. To me, the sooner the better. That was that's always that would whatever you do just get it out of the way. Top of the ninth, Phillies lead the Nationals five three. Braves and Cubs scoreless. Bottom of the seventh at Wrigley. Nationals and Phils have game two tonight, seven oh five, and the Giants will go for a sweep when they take on the Pirates. Oh wait, that's the first game of the three game series. I guess I was just anticipating. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. See, if I'm the Pirates, I'd have kept like eight, nine guys, and I had DFA'd all the other ones that brought the kids up. Home stand starts tonight. I would have done that. And the Yankees are in Toronto tonight to play the Blue Jays. How about that? All right, so there you go. And Bob McKillop retiring at Davidson after 33 years, best known as Steph Curry's coach. Back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. 
party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Enough misery in the world where man is happy. It's a good day. It's an interesting way to live one's life, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) You're like on-air Twitter. Hey, when you put yourself in that position, your fault. In what position? (laughs) Your teams aren't good. (laughs) It's like... Well, in terms of of the Boston fans and their atrocious behavior and whatnot during this whole series. I mean, they're all spoiled to begin with, but this series in particular was one thing. And then Phil, with all of his uh, recent controversy, he put himself in this spot. He has nobody to blame but himself. Yes, he has a bank account that's rather healthy. Uh, so <laughs> he does have that. Um, yeah, I don't really know what the, to be honest with you, I don't really know what the player's beef has been with the PGA Tour. Um, the formula, they've upped purses. Uh, these are all independent contractors. They know it. The Phil doesn't have to qualify for any tournament in his lifetime. Um, he can pick and choose what he wants to play in. Um you know, I know these guys have talked about retirements and so forth, but geez, I mean, with that, with all the endorsements, I mean, Mickelson's making more off the golf course than on now. The fact that he is, uh, you know, he freely admits he's he's getting treatment for gambling. I mean, he admits that now. All right, well, that you know, unfortunately, as an illness, that's still your choice to make, but. I, mean, I don't understand, for example, what Dustin Johnson's beef would be, Patrick Reed, DeChambeau. I mean, it's the young guys I look at. I don't look at the older. The older guys I don't look at is, you know, they're going over to this thing. I, because they're really not a week-in and week-out factor on the tour. I mean, Sergio Garcia is not a week-in and week-out factor on the tour. Uh, Lee Westwood is not. It doesn't mean Westwood can't play well. Westwood played well in the players last year, a year ago. Mickelson, of course, won the PGA last year. Um, Garcia has his moments where he's right in the thick of it, but he's an older player now. It's the younger players. Patrick Reed's 31. All right, he's a factor. Dustin Johnson's always a factor. He's still young. Uh, DeChambeau's in his 20s. Factor? And not only that, he's a draw. I mean, like him or not, people want to go out and see if he bombs the ball 400 yards. Uh, that's where, that's where the, for the PGA, that's where they need to be concerned. Right? 
because when this weekend's over with, I think you're going to find a few more players, not a lot, but a few more players going over to, quote, the other tour. What fans like is they like unity. When the AFL-NFL merged, they loved it. When the WHA had four teams absorbed into the NHL, ending the war, they loved it. When the ABA merged with the NBA, fans loved it. Instead of all these split allegiances on leagues and who's the better league and so forth, they love it. Uh, It's going to be the same thing with this. The fans want to see one tour because they always feel like when they're watching it, they're seeing the best week in and week out instead of these split allegiances. Now, most of the people are, most casual fans are watching the majors. They are not watching the Travelers next week. The King is coming up next. Ah, yes, two Yankee fans loving June. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And uh, also, don't forget, this being Father's Day weekend, Brewers Outlet uh, for your Father's Day get-together, picnic, whatever it may be, and also gift cards for Father's Day at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. See, that's an idea that's very popular. Get the gift card. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, time for the king. King! Hey, what up, guys? Hey, have you seen, well, it's kind of old, but it was new to me, it's the second remake of Footloose? I have, I have, I have Oh, not. it's good, man. I, I should it's, see that. It's better than the first one. And it's got, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, gosh, I'm awful. Her brother from Dancing with the Stars. Her brother dances on it, too, the blondes. She's beautiful. I, uh-huh. <laughs> I got to Google I it now. Watch, I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, so I don't know. Oh, Huff. So you guys know who they are. The brother and Ju- sister. Uh, Derek Huff? Yeah. Julianne? Okay. Yeah, and his sister. I'm guessing here. His uh, Julianne? won it Ju- three times. So she's absolutely, Ju- Ju- well, Ju- she plays the lead in it. Is oh, it Juliana? No, is, you talk about is, dance, so. Is it Juliana? Anyway, how about them Red Sox, boy? Yes, it's Juliana, yes. 
Isn't that wonderful? You went on that long winning streak. Oh, it's saying you lost a game to the Yankees. Huh? <laughs> oh well. Well, bummer. I mean that. I mean that's the part about the Phillies that's amazing. I was talking about that earlier. The Phillies are what twelve and two. I haven't seen the result. They were up five three last I saw. The Phillies are twelve and two in their last fourteen games. And lost and lost two games in the standings to the Braves because they've won fourteen in a row. Yeah, but there's such a big divide this year between who's good and who's not, and the ones who aren't, they're awful. I mean, they're not even Major League Baseball teams. And I'll give the Orioles this: the Orioles are tough. The Orioles uh, the are Orioles, tough. Out. To their to their credit, the Orioles have become a lot better. Yes, uh, I think they've done a good job of bringing up some of their prospects. It's great that Rutschman's now at least up with them. Yeah. And guess what? They have their fan base has some hope that they're better. They are better. I mean, even when like the Yankees are beating them, but the games were tough. You know, you were like, "Wow, that guy's pretty good." This guy's three for four. You know that they got some pretty good pitching and. They're a tough out. They're not, they're not going to win anything, but they're not the Orioles of the past years. They're pretty good. So the American yeah, League right. East is stacked. So. Well, four all. I mean, four of those teams are over five hundred. I was saying to Matt earlier about the Yankees. Their pitching is outstanding. Starters, bullpen, outstanding. Defense is very good. The defense is very good. Right? If I'm if the one element I'm worried about, if I were a Yankee fan. Would be uh, if the pitching, it's 162 games. The pitching's going to hit a rut somewhere, whether it's four games or a week or two weeks, whatever. Will the offense be enough to overcome it? Because they've been winning a lot of two to one, three to two, like low scoring games where the offense hasn't busted out. Well, their bottom three is just like last year. Their bottom three, four hitters aren't. Living up to their potential. What's his name? The left fielder, Aaron Hicks. Yeah, he stinks. Well, Aaron year. Hicks and the other one, the the one who was like two for fifty. Oh, oh, Joey Gallo. Yeah. Yes, I mean, Gallo, he should be hitting. I don't, I don't know what his problem is. If if, but he, Kevin, he's never hit Kevin. Hitting, Kevin, he's it's over Kevin, he's never hit. So. Kevin, he's never he's never hit. He's really? always been. Lots of strikeouts, big home runs. I mean, I'm talking long home runs, but lots of strikeouts. He is, though, to his credit, a very good defensive player. Mm. Well, all I know is I'm glad we got that first baseman and the Red Sox didn't. Yeah. Well, no, I think I said this last year when they acquired Rizzo, but I thought it was critical because I talked about the Yankee defense being better. He's the reason. Oh yeah, he's made he's, the he's, he's a made tremendous the, baseball player. And he has made the entire uh, infield better because he's that good of a defensive player. Well, the Red Sox didn't even try and get him. They don't have they a should've. first baseman. If you want no. to look at a weakness there, they have they're pretty similar to the Yankees. The bottom end of their lineup stinks, and they don't have a first baseman. Dahlbeck's not it. They don't. No, he's not you know, it. And I don't. And I don't like Dahlbeck's swing as an offensive player either. No, he's streaky. You know, he'll hit four home runs in a week and then he'll disappear. Kind of like Story there. He's kind of yeah. like gone back again to where Story. He was. Story is. You know, believe it or not, Story's played about the way I thought he would. 
I think not playing in Colorado doesn't help him. Um, so I think he's he'll be streaky. He's got speed, so if he gets on base, he makes some things happen. He's actually a pretty good defensive player. But a offensively, good baseball player, yeah, pure baseball player. I like he's, him. He's a good he's guy, done, and he works hard. He's but, done, and, and he's always one of those guys. You're right. After every game, he's always back to work, trying to yeah. get better. I mean, I do give him credit for that. There's a problem there, Steve. They are the worst fans in baseball in sports, and it is what you you hit the nail on the head. You're playing in Colorado, you know. Uh, let's watch the Rockies or go for a hike. You know, it, it's like Boston. It's like it's hatred. If you don't produce, they hate you. Yes, and they let you it's know tr- it in the true. press. The press lets you know it. Everybody, you got fifty reporters down there telling you how much you suck. You know, and that, and that, these a lot of players are not made to play in New York and Boston. Yeah, I agree with that. You, I think you're spot on with that. There was a pitcher years ago named Ed Whitson. Yep. Everywhere else he pitched, he was like a like an eleven to fourteen game winner, and he went to New York and he just couldn't get it done. Oh, uh, and they they signed a free agent pitcher. One, the, he pitched game seven against the Red Sox when the Red Sox won in 2004. And I, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, and every, Kevin Kevin Brown. And Kevin right. Brown. Yeah. Oh, I remember Kevin re- Brown. Yeah, he was yeah. terrible. He, he, he pitched, re- but he pitched really well everywhere else. Yes. Yep. He was I mean, very and, infuriating. And then, then he got to New York. And, it, again, certain guys thrive on it. And it doesn't bother them. It rolls off their back, and other guys can't do it. And Boston and New York are similar in that that way. Remember Carl Crawford? Yeah, Carl Crawford. (laughs) He goes to Boston and ends his career. (laughs) He can't. He can't hit. He used to be fast. He can't run. He can't do anything. You know, it it, it ended his career going to Boston. They kind of, what they did was is that they gave him I think a seven year contract something ridiculous. Well, it's because uh, he would play against the Red Sox and kill them, and right. they were like, "We're killing two birds with one stone. We're going to put him on our team, and he can't hurt us anymore." And then <laughs> they put him on the team, and he killed them. So right, but uh, one thing the, the one career. thing he did do the one thing he did do is that uh, that and really it's the biggest move Ben Charrington ever made. Uh, with the Red Sox, That's why Pirate fans are like, hey, look! I'm like the the biggest thing he did was he made that big trade with the Dodgers, where he got nothing in return. He got there isn't a single player he got in return that lasted more than a month for the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, but he dumped 250 million in salary, and he was able to take that and, and go out and get seven players. Yep. But you know they brought up a good point uh, the other day. The Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, I don't know if the Phillies fall into it. Uh, the Pittsburgh doesn't fall into it at all. But these big market teams with big um, budgets, you know, big salaries, and they're paying a fortune in luxury tax, and these smaller market teams are not yep. using the money to get players. They're keeping the money. And Absolutely. That is a, it, that's why these other teams are so bad. I mean, kudos to Tampa. You know, yeah. they're always uh-huh. good. If they're yeah. a small market team, low budget, and they win. But the 
for the most part, I mean, the Angels, the, the, the Angels and the A's in Seattle, they stink. Those are bad baseball teams. You know? I mean, bad teams, and I mean, that the late George Steinbrenner was always infuriated by the teams you're talking about. He was infuriated by Pittsburgh, infuriated by Kansas City, infuriated uh, by any small team that took the luxury tax money and kept it. Yeah, the money, the, <laughs> the money is supposed to go for you to go out and sign players. Yep. Right, And they keep it. And I go back to the $50 million that every team got from the Balco settlement. Yep. Fifty million each in 2018. They got fifty million, and I look at every pirate fan all the time and say, "What did your team do with it? You kept it. You didn't spend it." I said, <laughs> "And you and you tickets to the Steelers, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Let's go get some Penguin season tickets. It's good. Let's go watch somebody yeah. win." <laughs> it's it's un- I mean, bad. it's unreal. You know? No, it's- I mean, and that's what's happened with the game. So, yeah. Well, but no, your team. Okay. Kept the money. You didn't. You didn't do what the plan says you're supposed to do. It's supposed to go to salaries, so you can compete for some free agents. May not be a Mike Trout or somebody like that, but you can compete for the seven to fourteen or seven to twelve million dollar free agent guy. You can compete for that guy because you have the money out of the luxury tax to do it, and these teams won't do it. I mean, the pi- the pirate roster is unbelievably embarrassing. Well, I can't believe that nasty there for the Yankees was a pirate. I, I'd like, how can you let that guy? I know he wasn't as good then, but was he not getting the coaching? Uh, I mean, I this guy's practically you know on. He's come to back uh, down to earth a little bit here, but he, he's got nasty I stuff. I don't recall him being with the Pirates. Um, now, Clay he was Holmes. With the pirates. No. No, he was with the Orioles. I thought he was with uh, the Pirates. They were talking that Michael Kay said he came from the Pirates. Drafted by the Yankees, 36th round. He had a lot of June back and a- forth. June amateur draft. Um, Did anyone went to blah, Seattle blah, blah, at one blah. point, too? Yeah, he was with Baltimore, the Yankees, Seattle, the Yankees. There's nothing here about him ever being with the Pirates. Maybe he was and they didn't record him. <laughs> knowing that, knowing the pirates, they're like, nah, I don't know who he is. <laughs> they paid him under the table. <laughs> right. Um, I must have just misheard it. That's no, but Clay bad. Holmes, yeah. but Clay Holmes was with the Pirates, and Clay Holmes has been invaluable to the Yankees. Maybe that's who they were talking about. Yeah, I, it had I to be, had to be Clay Holmes. Yeah, it had to be Clay Holmes. Yeah, because he pitched last <laughs> night, so. Uh, yeah, Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes was with the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the, uh, who they were talking about. They were yeah. talking about both of them, where they yeah. brought them in. So, but All right, regardless, uh, we, he was with the Orioles. <laughs> you yeah. know, whatever. That, that, yeah. A weaker team, and then he goes to the Yankees, and he's he might start the All Star game. Oh. Yeah, he's six and two, one nine four. Last year, he, even though he was two and three last year, he was two nine zero. Oh, that's good. I mean, I mean, even with a losing record, he was. And not only that, 103 strikeouts to 25 walks last year. It's 4-1. to one. 75 to strikeouts to 17 this year. Really good. Who was uh, he 60... with last year? The Yankees. Really? Where was yep. I? Um, huh. 
I mean, I haven't had a drink in seven years. <laughs> I know, but he, yeah, he was with the Yankees last year. Yeah. All right, we'll I take a break. Completely. Huh. We'll take a break. We'll have uh, headlines in a few moments here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. All right, headlines. All right, well, I'm going to start off locally. Seals Grove Seals baseball going for their second state title in four years, taking on defending champ Bethel Park, getting underway right now over at Medler Field, Lebrano Park, right by you, Mr. Steve Jones. So let's go Seals. There you go. Go, baby, go. Yeah, go Seals Grove. All right, Steve, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, the winner of the U.S. Opens the Country Club. Uh, they're going to get the. Uh, they're going to get another U.S. Open here down the road because the course uh, is worthy of it. Won't be surprised. The players seem to like the course in uh, Brooklyn. So. There you go. King? Um, I'm kind of torn. Um, will the LIV League make it? And I kind of feel like it will. I, I finally read up what it is, and it is completely different than the PGA. And I think the PGA will kind of bend its rules a little bit and work with them. I find it a bit hypocritical that the PGA and people saying stuff about Saudi Arabia when, you know, who owns Ticketmaster? Saudi Arabia. You know, it's one of those things that they're into everything and that everybody wants to criticize these players. But I think it's pretty neat that it's a different concept of golf. So I kind of changed my tune. There you go. All stuff we were talking about this week. What do you guys think? I'm not a fan of it. I think it'll make it because the money is flowing. Yeah. And I think at some point the PGA is going to have to acquiesce and grant some exemptions to, to keep the game steady. They need the players. They need these guys. Without Tiger Woods and these big names, that they, they, I mean, Dust, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, who won last week? Uh, Rory? McElroy. McElroy. The Tiger Woods good friend there who tweets Tiger all the time. What's his name? I mean, Justin Thomas. He finished yeah. second. Great golfer, but he's not a draw. You know, it, it, yeah. 
you, you've got great golfers who it's just not their personality, and I, I, they need these other guys. But I mean that that's league play. It's kind of cool. Did you you know what they're doing? It's like only forty players can play, and they pick their teams, then they play against each other. So, yeah, different. It's it's different. Yeah. Oh, so what? You know, we all got to stop fighting with each other. You know, there's, there's two sides to everything, and just kind of work together. Or it just I've seems like to everything t- there is I, I, it ends up being a big fight, and everybody hates I tr- each other. I, I've tried. I've tried to tell Matt that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, I I think I've, we're going to see a river form at the end of the week. Somehow, it'll be the first of its kind between Boston and Knoxville from the crying of the rivers of the Tennessee Volunteers baseball team and the Boston Celtics fans. <laughs> Cry me a river, both of you. Oh, last night was one of the greatest nights in the history of my life. Although I have to say, Tennessee was is way more embarrassing right now than Boston. At least Boston, we're used to with Tennessee. That was, that was borderline embarrassing. What happened? With the co- what happened with the College World Series and how they lost to Notre Dame and how the kid was thrown out. That's, that's, that Something's got to change down there in Tennessee. Uh, they've always had issues with every sport, with coaches. That, and... Oh, I mean, that's, it's, it, Tennessee is interesting in that their fan base thinks their teams are way better than they really are. The South is kind of like that. You know? Yeah, Starts I mean, in West I mean, Virginia and works its way down. So. I mean, like, I mean, hey, look, I know the Titans play there, and I know the Memphis Grizzlies play there, but to them, Tennessee Volunteer football is like a pro team. Yeah, but they and, think every year. And, and, and right, right now, they right now they are competitive at best. Mm-hmm. And they don't. They and haven't been fans, good since Peyton Manning. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they won the national championship the year after, but yeah, well, you know what I mean. Right, right. since then but, they have not been no, more than and, an average football team. And their fan base doesn't game, get it. But, 